I just really enjoyed Santana in that white suit. That was a highlight of the episode, yes. A highlight of this episode is really people looking surprisingly good in polyester suits. You're listening to Glee on the Rocks. Hi, welcome to another episode of Glee on the Rocks. I am Emily. I'm Mandy. And I'm Bee. And this is season three, episode 16, Saturday Night Glee-ver. Um, it's a terrible title. We hate it. But we're going <laughs> to roll with it and maybe title this episode something better or worse. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, you know? the episode itself is not that great either. So, you know, they they put the same amount of effort in. They did. They put the same amount of effort in titling these episodes as I do. <laughs> so that's really not saying much. Um, so, yeah, this is a episode. It's another tribute episode dedicated to Saturday Night Fever. Um, which I guess if you haven't seen is a movie starring John Travolta and polyester. And it's pretty good, I think. Have you have you guys ever seen Saturday Night Fever? Because I have. I mean, I have a long time ago and didn't really like it, which probably, you know, is why I don't actually like the episode. Um, I'm not a big fan of disco. I didn't really like that movie and tribute episodes. You kind of have to like the source material for them to really click. Yes, you do. This It's really, I mean, it's a Saturday Night Fever tribute episode, but really it's a Bee Gees tribute episode. Yeah. <laughs> if they're going off of that. Yeah, I've um, never seen Saturday Night Fever. I just really enjoyed Santana in that white suit. That's that's really yes. what I got the most. That out of was a highlight of the episode. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, a highlight of this episode is really people looking surprisingly good in polyester suits. Yeah, I think is how to. I maybe how we yeah. frame this is who looked the best in polyester. I mean, we could definitely have a conversation about that. I'm gonna say Santana, but we can <laughs> talk about it. Concur so. with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not really an argument so much as just a general yeah. um, discussion <laughs> a discussion about her in the suit. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So this is another episode that just starts immediately with a song. And of um, course, it's a Blaine solo. It is. <laughs> Again, it starts just with, like the Michael Jackson one. Yeah, they really give him the tributes, don't they? They also give him the falsetto. Yeah, this is the season of Blaine, basically. It is. Once again, so yes. sorry to everyone out there who was a Blaine <laughs> hater. I get it now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. Watching this episode again, I was like, oh, I can see where people were getting annoyed. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. He doesn't even have any dialogue. He just sings through the whole thing. Nope, he's just yeah. in class dreaming about disco, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> And they were really just like, all right, it uh, doesn't matter what the plot is. Darren gets the songs. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Basically. Well, the, the yeah. plot had nothing to do with him. So they're like, well, he's got to have the opener because otherwise he won't get to sing. God, got to make I those know. iTunes sales. Yeah, more than that, too, didn't he? Didn't he have another song? Or like was in part of another song? Oh, he was yeah, just in the background in more than a woman. Yeah, he's in right? the group. Yeah. Well, and the Night Fever. The group, the Night Fever is like a big group number. Mm, true, true. Because apparently... 
Blaine is the one to help teach them disco dance. Yeah. Uh, well, I love, <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, first of all, but, uh, Darren really holds his own up there okay. with Heather yes. and um, uh huh, Harry Shum no, Jr. No, Harry, really holds his own. To my brain. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That is literally one of the notes that I wrote down is, I know we make fun of Darren, but he's a, he's a good dancer. Yeah. He makes fun of himself and, too, but he's, he's a good dancer. I mean, yep, especially they, compared to those two. I mean, like yeah. compared to them, but like when he's trying to hold his on with him. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive. They really, they stuck him in with two professional dancers and he just looks like the shortest PG among them. Like it's not... <laughs> It doesn't stand out that he is not a professional. Like, I mean, technically at this point, they all are professional dancers. It's what they're doing on the show. Day in um, and day those out. Those jumps, like, that had some extension in that jump. Yeah, the toe touch I was, was really impressed. Great. Yeah, I was, uh, I was impressed. And I've seen this before. And this time I was like, yeah, look at you. Good job. Yep. What's the song that he does? Oh, it's, um, God, I always have to write down the songs. You should be dancing. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Thank you. And they do pull, they do pull moves from the movie, which is kind of fun, you know? Oh, that is fun. I didn't know that. A lot of the choreography from the movie is in the episode. So a lot of the stuff that they're doing is just, and then again, like the choreography from the movie is just stuff that they pulled from disco clubs and gay clubs. So like full circle i guess for darren life imitates art imitates life wow yes exactly um so the theme okay so so canonly basically blaine loves disco and specifically this movie and taught the dance okay so there was like a him and britney and mike all had like a movie night where they watched saturday night fever okay anyways i just needed to indulge in that for a second okay all right yes they had a sleepover um and they watched saturday night fever and um although this does remind me of blaine's line in one of the episodes of like and i'm performing on the bathhouse circuit (laughs) (laughs) i no longer remember what episode that was from but i was like right he would like disco (laughs) um but you know the to get to the theme it's not even the theme to get to the fact that this episode is just a tribute to a movie. They claim that the, the theme for nationals is vintage. (laughs) So we thought disco and naturally most of the glee club says that they hate disco. And I would just like to point all of our listeners to an episode of the, of a podcast called you're wrong about, about the disco demolition Hmm. back. Yeah. That's a good episode. It's a really good episode that, does as all of this it does a deep dive into why people said they hate disco and really what it was that they hated was more of like a backlash against gay culture and mm-hmm. this like sports promotion where you're going to come and bring and your disco records and they were going to smash them turned into a big reactionary movement against disco so I would just like to direct people to that episode have a listen and then come back to ours. Finish ours first. Yeah, finish ours first. <laughs> and then go listen. I mean, and then go listen. <laughs> already heard of You're Wrong About anyway, but. Uh... Yes. And then finish us, then go to them, and then come back and tell us what you think about disco. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, so uh, there, the plot of this episode is 
not when we say it's about being yourself (laughs) because if you boil it down we have the arrival of wade adams aka unique and serious question what pronouns should we be using when discussing wade and unique hmm right i don't remember exactly what comes later like if there's a discussion of i don't remember either because i think in the future um wade kind of goes back and forth with like gender Mm -hmm. presentation so maybe just how they're presenting at the time so unique in the number and wade i i feel like for the purpose of this um, obviously because we're talking about a fictional character for the purpose of this podcast um, going along with what is presented in the episode that we are listening to. Yes. True. Because the story is unfolding. That's true. Yes. Yeah. It is. Um, yeah. So we have Wade um, wanting to express himself as his alter ego, Unique. And then we also have um, Mercedes trying to grapple with being a star which is should really not be anyone's dream (laughs) like honestly well hers was a little more specific she said recording artist sure yes Santana just said fame (laughs) and I don't care how I get it (laughs) yes so it's Santana Mercedes and Finn trying to work out what they want in their futures and again, if you are an 18-year-old listening to this, don't make anyone or don't let anyone make you decide what you want to be yeah. 30 years from now. Especially with a BG song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't let the promise of a polyester suit <laughs> yeah. make you decide what your future is going to be because it's not going to be the same. But I like that their answers, their ultimate answers are like just as kind of shitty as you would expect if they like <laughs> got this assignment yesterday and were like, tell us your your dream for your future. Yeah. They're like, I don't fucking know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I have my shoe rant. I don't know if we want to get into it this early, but it's basically centers around what a shitty teacher he is and like the emphasis he's putting on them right now at 18 mm-hmm. to know what they want to do you don't even have to know what you want to do in college when you start college no mm-hmm. i think this is the perfect time for the rant because that's kind of the inciting incident of the episode mm-hmm. is like okay blaine independently decides to do <laughs> the one song but then she was like ah they hate disco i will i will be a good teacher and teach them to love it and also target these three students i don't know it doesn't make sense mandy give it to us (laughs) it doesn't make sense and also like even if they are teenagers with unrealistic dreams there's a way to work within that framework like and obviously she was not a good teacher he's not ever going to be shown as a good teacher but like why not sit them down and go over like what type of skills you might need in that future career Mm -hmm. i mean she wants to be like a recording artist. Great. Like show her some programs that'll teach her how to read a contract or something. Mm. <laughs> like uh-huh. appeal to the practical aspects. Don't just be like, no, your dreams suck. Let's have some new ones. And also make them right now. Make the decision for the rest of your life 
during this glee club practice like and and my fate like the episode goes through what the three like mercedes santana and finn oh yeah Santana's the only one that has like an authority figure actually do something practical. Yeah, and it's Sue. Yeah, and it's Sue. (laughs) Like that's what you do, and like the fact that she said, you know, this may not be what works for me, but she still like took the advice. Mm -hmm. That felt like what should have been like the wrap up for all of them. Yes, it yes, they're well, one, they're gotten that bit of like hopefulness, like we believe Mm -hmm. in you, you can do something, but also here's another option. Yes, here's an option, and here are actionable steps to get there go to college (laughs) and then see what happens. Like, just straight up moving to Los Angeles at 18 based on a YouTube video. Well, yeah. don't, don't people like make samples that they like send don't you like make a a demo uh, that's it don't you make a demo like can they like help her figure out how to like make a demo or something do people st- i think you just go on tiktok now and hope you get a recording no, contract or, i mean this is very bieber-esque that like she mm-hmm. ma- has a youtube video that goes viral or whatever mm-hmm. i mean also Will Schuster is someone who knows professional recording artists. Yes. (laughs) So he could even like hook her up with a mentor in that situation. But no, instead, just just better tell her she can't do that and then give her no other real options. This might have been a good time to bring back April Rhodes. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking of. It's like, but you know someone. Mm Mm-hmm. That could literally give her practical advice, but no. They also have a school counselor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who's really. A character on the show who has pamphlets and everything who could have that maybe offer some me. advice. But yeah, would have been a good episode for the actual school counselor. Mm-hmm. Giving some some advice on how to how to seek out your future. Yeah, because that's the thing is like they, okay, Mercedes is like, I want to be a recording artist. And Santana's like, I want to be famous. But he doesn't, I guess there was like a commercial break after they declare these things because uh, no one says anything back to them. Yeah, like Shu doesn't offer like a, great, let's look into any anything at all. Like, yeah, super weird. They're just kind of like, okay, great. You have a dream. Like, that's all you <laughs> wanted out of this shoe. That doesn't make you a good teacher. <laughs> yeah. No, this is somewhat unrelated, but it, it as you were talking about like TikTok, I'm very glad Glee is not currently on the air because you know one of the assignments would have been like make a viral TikTok song. Oh my god, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. They would have the TikTok too. dances, but also uh-huh. saying like the song to go with. Oh god. <laughs> so anyway, glad we were spared that. Well, you know, to seg very awkwardly, but I don't know how else to get to uh, their sex tape. Yeah, but um, Santana's a star in it. (laughs) Exactly, Santana's uh, dream is to be famous, and her loving girlfriend Brittany decides to help out by posting their sex tape and splicing it with, I guess, video of Lord Tubbington doing household chores. (laughs) Um, one that's child porn and is probably super illegal. 
so two they don't talk about the consequences that there's a sex tape unless it happens in another episode but in this one other than some snickers behind her back is there a fallout for there being a sex tape I don't think so, which is funny because in the episode where what Puck and Lauren Zeises want to make one, they do actually remember to cover the fact that that's child pornography. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Distribution of child porn. Like you can't, I. Mm. It's like, was there supposed to be a punchline where it's like, actually it wasn't a sex tape. It was like something else, but like that wasn't true because people were like acting like it was super skinny. I don't, I don't understand. I know that one felt like one of the storylines that someone thought was super funny. And I don't even know if in hindsight or even just after it aired, you're like, okay, but no. I mean, yeah, Yeah. I feel like that wouldn't have even been funny at the time. I mean, I don't think any of us would have found it funny at the time, but no. I thought Lord Tubbington, like uh, dusting with his tail was funny. And and that was it. The rest was horrifying. (laughs) Now that would have made Lord Tubbington famous on on Instagram or something, which is an account of that cat, that yeah. fat fucking cat cleaning. Now I would watch that. I mean, I would I would go for the Lord Tubbington content. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we have uh, Santana wanting to be famous. Mercedes also wanting to be famous, and somehow those are problematic to schuster when rachel also just wants to be famous yeah but rachel has a plan so it's different (laughs) he's rachel berry that's what makes it different also true (laughs) it does feel like a low-key way of him saying she can make it she's Uh fine you can't so never mind it does yeah i was trying to figure out what bothered me the most about this is that that no one tells rachel her dreams aren't attainable but santana and mercedes's dreams are unattainable simply because they're not rachel or because rachel thinks that by going to a made-up school (laughs) she's immediately going to be a star on broadway when most people aren't yeah it's a but they mentioned in this episode too that mercedes has gotten into a couple of different colleges so yeah. Like in in the state of Ohio, which a lot of people go in state to college. I like, yeah, yeah, I went in state to college. Like, um, Quinn going to Yale is like weird. That's like unusual for a school like McKinley. Like, you would get maybe, yeah, you'd maybe have one or two people go to an Ivy League school max. So, yeah, those are those are perfectly valid dreams. They are, and going to Ivy League does not guarantee you a good future. Also true. I know. I'm so happy that I went to an in-state school where I got a really good scholarship and I don't have a bunch of student debt from that. And like some people still do, you know, I'm not saying that that's like everybody's experience, but yeah, you don't need to, you don't need to go to fucking Harvard to have a good college experience and get a degree. Like you'll be fine. You'll get into college somewhere and you'll get the piece of paper just like everybody else. Yeah. This is how I felt with Finn's storyline. Mm-hmm. And his bothered me the most Mm -hmm. because his reaction sometimes felt the most realistic. Like he's the one going off the wall that he doesn't know what he's doing. Everyone else seems like they know what they're doing. He's going to be worthless. He 
isn't going to have a future. Everyone else is going ahead of him. What the fuck is he going to do? Feels like a much more realistic experience in your senior year of high school of just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And nobody knows how to talk to him. Yeah. Like his fucking girlfriend is the worst, especially in this regard. Like this whole idea of your dreams are bigger than my dreams and well, my dreams are your dreams and you are my dreams. Like, okay, you guys are fucking 18 years old. Maybe. Just just being patronizing too. Like nothing out that sounds legitimate. No, none of it. It just sounds patronizing. Yeah. And, and of all of the storylines that have had some legs, Finn not knowing what he's going to do out of high school is one of the longest ones. He, yeah, this has been going on all all season with like the football thing falling yes. apart and yeah, football falling apart, um, the pool cleaning, and pool LA. cleaning, um, the oh, aside Noah's Ark pool cleaning is actually a great name for a pool cleaning service, and I hate that. <laughs> Um, just when he mentioned, when he said that, I was like, fuck, that's a good name for a pool cleaning service. And I hate it, but yeah, his, his football dreams are over. His military dreams came and went. Um, he's not just going to follow Rachel to New York as like a kept boy, I guess. Although people are acting like the only thing that you can do in New York is Broadway. There are other jobs in new york city and there are a lot of like yes entertainment is a big one but so is fucking finance and the arts educate like any job that you could want is in new york it's not you don't have to put on tap shoes to live there just a note uh to the to the kids out there but no one is just telling him you don't have to know just keep living like just take some fucking classes your freshman year of college none of them matter anyway yeah yeah i mean go to you literally go a solid year year and a half in college taking nothing but like generic basics yeah it's still gonna be useful yeah you build a solid foundation we call this the humanities like you build a foundation of knowledge and then eventually maybe something sparks and you're like oh that sparks joy i'll go in that direction yeah but you don't have to start at, like why is there no one telling him is that just because it's a tv show and the writers think that the viewers are also like my dreams of stardom and exceptionalism because it that's not that's not how life I Are think we so, jaded as fuck? I, I desperately wish someone had just to bring some realism to it. Just like even mentioned uh, community college to Finn. Yes. yes. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yes. Community yeah. college is great. I mean, me and my associate's degree are definitely fans of it. Yeah. It's so much cheaper. Yeah. And it's... a great option for someone like Finn who's like not really sure what he wants to do. Yeah. But, you know, because in when you're in high school, it's like, you know how to go to class. Like, you know how to be a student. Like, that's a natural <laughs> choice of like, yeah, give yourself some time, figure out what you want to do. Yeah, it's great. I like Glee on the Rocks proudly um, sponsors or recommends <laughs> yeah. community college. We endorse. Yes. 
We endorse. That's the word I was looking for. I went to grad school, so I don't use words. <laughs> you forget these things. Also, what, don't go to grad school. It's not worth it. <laughs> what truly pisses me off the most about this storyline, like uh, all of this, all of this, but it's like, okay, if they were doing this to wrap up people's storylines, to set up what's going to happen in the next season, you know, like we're kind of seeing this snapshot of like, okay, what does this show think about this character and their mm. and their storylines and their trajectory here? Like Finn, you know, ultimately deciding I'm going to go to New York with you and join the actor's studio. I don't mm-hmm. Finn didn't even participate in West Side Story. I don't know what this yeah. is about him wanting to be an actor. I know. But that's a separate conversation. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, it doesn't make any damn sense because Santana literally stands up and is like, fuck New York. Like, she literally is like, you idiots going to New York. That's stupid. And then she ends up in New York next season, like within 10, 15 episodes from now. So, like, What? Who? They could not keep the characters apart. Yeah, no, no that that's just I don't know. Like I'm they set have up a Finn going to about that. I know the they set up Finn going to New York. He doesn't go to New York. They set up Santana going to Kentucky. She ends up going to New York. They set up, like it. It's just maddening how they it, have zero like plan or forethought. <laughs> I felt like this kind of piggybacking on that i really felt like this episode uh, i felt like this episode felt like um <laughs> a that it was gearing up towards a series finale mm-hmm. yeah like this really felt like these are our characters and a bunch of them are approaching the end of high school and our show is high school and we're gonna see them off into the future we're gonna see mercedes off to los angeles we'll see Kurt and Rachel off to New York and maybe we won't know exactly what's going on but we'll know that that's where they they end up right like right and then and then the show ends and you kind of just theorize oh maybe Kurt's on Broadway maybe he's Blaine's working at a coffee shop maybe and like Santana, people kind of mention it you know like yeah. oh I heard from Kurt he's mm-hmm. and- I mean it also had some backdoor pilot feelings to it yeah, you like, yeah you could start a show about to, yeah if they wanted to do a spinoff for any of the characters like great way to set up what direction they're going to be going in and I feel like that was on the table <laughs> for a while wasn't it I remember a lot of fan rumor about spinoffs mm. I don't remember that there was any weight behind them kind of hate this show sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I love how far we've gotten away from this episode because this episode is just like a bunch of music and nonsensical well, plot. It is, but you know, there's there's pieces in this episode that make you think about, nothing about Glee makes you think, but there's, <laughs> there's pieces of it where you're like, if you've already seen the show, you can you can create a thread. Mm. Like we we're talking about with these you know fake spinoffs of Mercedes in LA or all these other things. Like you could you could take it there and then they don't. And then you, you start thinking about like, what the fuck were you doing in the first place? Like here is this episode um, past the middle of the season. We're kind of rounding third and you're starting to set up the characters post high school. And then, and then what, what do you do with it? You don't, 
they don't follow through in ways that made sense. Mm -hmm. So we get like the only person whose future kind of makes sense is Rachel and Kurt. Like they have said from the beginning, we're going to New York and they go to New York, which is its own kind of boring because that there's no surprise there. But for a show like this, I guess something ha has to happen that well, follows. Well, they do the whole thing of like, will they get into Niata or won't they? Yeah. And so they try to, yeah. They try. Now, Finn following his high school girlfriend to fiance, New York. could almost wife. Sorry, fiance, wife who didn't want to get married because her uh, best female friend got hurt. And then they never get married because of Quinn. Uh, they, <laughs> Finn could, there could have been some interesting storylines of Finn in New York not knowing what to do right 100% trying like a bunch of different odd jobs or like because mm -hmm. they all end up like working minimum wage jobs at one point mm -hmm. like, that's interesting yeah mm -hmm. yeah if he had had to go around even like a fucking montage what could have been boring but you know he's working at um the Times Square Olive Garden <laughs> oh my god that would be so funny oh, that like, would be hysterical like the the dad the the um the bigger version of breadsticks yeah like they've graduated to olive garden from breadsticks you know he just has to go from from shit job to shit job and no one can pay the rent and uh, you know that there's possibility there and to just keep him in ohio because drama is uh boring and i don't care for it well, it sounds like in the background of them writing this episode, they were the New York spinoff was on the table and they were they were truly thinking about like, OK, who are we going to send mm -hmm. to New York to be on the spinoff? Because Kurt says to Mercedes, he's like, oh, have you thought about NYU? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, like they were kind of like, OK, Kurt, Rachel, Finn, maybe Mercedes can be also there or like you know a guest star or something. And then, yeah, like they were they were and then clearly, you know, like literally five episodes later it's like oh nope not doing that anymore rachel's gonna go to new york and blah blah no. blah so that's wild <sighs> the glee I writers room <laughs> wild i think that's why this episode had that feeling of setting up an ending for that exact yeah. reason makes sense yeah i mean it makes sense and then you're like <sighs> but yeah <laughs> you do this why would you write this episode this way if you didn't know i don't because there's they're just flying by the seat of their pants all the fucking time with this show. <laughs> I know. Um, I will say, though, okay, as much negative things as I said about this episode, I was entertained. There's a lot of music. It's upbeat. Um, there's a lot of fun performances from people who don't normally get to perform <laughs> so much. So that's fun. <laughs> yes. Um, there's Mercedes Disco Inferno. brings down the fucking house it does. yeah um i think we have skipped over the fact that sue sylvester has her own <laughs> go dance floor um and that apparently both sue and shu deeply love disco yeah deeply <laughs> which is fine it really feeds my crack ship heart 
that they're both in disco and that they had they shared some glances across the dance floor a couple times and i felt like that was there just for me yes love that um really service yes that was just for me not fan uh, service emily service <laughs> no ryan murphy uh i called him up i said i need more sushu and i was granted this episode so you're welcome the rest of the viewers Oh my god, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're welcome. Going back to Mercedes, though, I like that she got to perform with her Trouble Tones girls. Yes. They have a little squad, and I love it. Um, yeah, and- I just don't like the style of music. So even the performances that I objectively appreciated, like Mercedes and Santana... I'm still just not excited about them because I don't like the music. That's fair. Okay. Do you like the pants? The pants? Um, yeah. Like like polyester pants look <laughs> terrible on most people. I'm going to say no, except for on Santana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you weren't Hello. into shoe putting on the suit at the no. end? No. A little chest hair showing <laughs> and like the, the necklace. Look, Sue looked great. Um, Matt is not here for this episode. We do not need to. Again, my cat has opinions. Uh, we do not need to linger like, oh. on sexual appeal of Will Schuster. Oh. That's the only reason I do this podcast is to think about Will Schuster and polyester. There's going to be one more loud thing that gets knocked down, I think. Hold on. <laughs> Talking about shoes. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> now he's done. <laughs> You're just walking on things, knocking them over. He's on top of my uh, dresser, <laughs> knocking things over. Yes, amazing. <laughs> you just watched it happen. <laughs> I did, yeah. I was going to let him say his piece. I'm assuming that Schuster related. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thank you for listening to the cat. <laughs> um, was that pirate? Yes, that was pirate, and I have just <gasps> escorted him out of the room. So now you'll get his angry. <laughs> I love a podcast I love es- cameo. Yeah, yeah, podcasts. I love uh you know, you like you like shoo a dog out of your way. You politely escort a cat. Yeah. <laughs> you ask them and kind yeah. of you kind of tap the butt a little bit, like, go on, go on. Yeah. They look at you over their shoulder like, I'm not doing this for you. <laughs> That's literally how it happens. Like he went out on the like tenuous premise that I might give him food. And as soon as he realized I was shutting the door, he was like, I did not agree to this. <laughs> uh, amazing. Segue to, to Unique? Well, yeah. I was going to say that Sam records Mercedes' number. He does. And he puts does. it on YouTube without her permission, which is the, yeah, a little shitty. A little shitty, but she gets 400 comments all saying that she's great. Yes. Well, she is. He is the original Instagram boyfriend. Yes. He is. Oh my God. Yes. And they kiss. I was a little bit sad that the show didn't in some way reference the fact that the series opens with Rachel getting a lot of hate comments on YouTube. <laughs> mm, oh my mm-hmm. God. True. Because that's like in the first episode, she uploads a video of herself and everyone's just like shitting on her for it. <laughs> well, love you it. know, people either love or hate the Glee Club depending on the episode and the day and the right. alignments and the planets. So, 
Well, maybe the comments were people who didn't know about the Glee Club. They were just like, here's a fly woman dancing. I think in the first episode, isn't it MySpace? So it's like people who are friends it might with be her MySpace. on MySpace. <laughs> yeah, so this is like strangers, yeah. which is a good thing. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what crazy. That's what Rachel should have done. Put it on YouTube for strangers. I feel like Sam is actually the only real supportive boyfriend on Glee. Yeah. Yep. And I, I hate to say that about Kurt and Blaine. Kurt and Blaine got some issues right now, so. They do. I mean, they both have their, like, ego mm-hmm. and uh, performance-driven, like, attention-seeking. Mm. Yeah. And they're they really do. bad at communication. Yeah. They are. I mean, in this episode, I don't know that they say anything to each other, but they they do dance. Well, they sit. Well, it, that's in a, um, like, fantasy sequence. So they, like, sit pretty far away from each other. And other. I noticed that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to say anything, but I did notice Kurt and Blaine sitting on opposite sides of the dance floor. And I don't care for that kind of oppression. We're going to file a complaint for that. Yep. Yep. I'd like to submit my formal complaint. I I'm trying to think of something. A grievance, Ryan Murphy. A gl- oh, there we go. A grievance. <laughs> Boo. Get a dollar in the glee pun jar. Yeah. Oh, no. We'd be broke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have no money. <laughs> oh, no. It'd be terrible. Uh, no, you people have to give us money every time we make a bad pun. Oh, I like that better. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll subscribe. If you join us on our Patreon, I'll make all the glee puns you want. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll make a list. <laughs> well, we'll make pretty little gifts to go along with them so that they're fun to look at. I love it. I mean, I won't. I don't know how to use Photoshop, but someone will. <laughs> This episode is useless. There's no there's no thread to this at all. Okay, now I want to talk about Unique because okay. Unique is one of my all-time favorite characters. And honestly, Wade was a little not as lovable in this episode as I remembered. Mm. I think I think he really comes into his own after this. Mm-hmm. Because I think this was truly supposed to be his only appearance, probably. I don't know. I didn't like Google that or anything, but I'm just thinking about like the the winning hierarchy of. Yeah, most of them didn't the get just one or two appearances. Yeah, because um, Gerber Baby got <laughs> two songs. <laughs> um, and uh, Allie, um, what's her name in the wheelchair? Allie Stroker, right? She's in the uh, next season. She got what? Two later episodes? in the season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I don't. I don't know how many um, Alex Joel was put together. Does she come back a second time? Allie? Yeah. No, I think it's just one. Okay. Hmm. But I think this was, you know, in in the whole vein of Glee being a actual groundbreaking leading show at the time, um, I can't remember a you know, character on TV who was gender non-conforming in any sense of the word before this. I know there are some. I think there was one on Degrassi before this and, like, maybe one more. But one of a a very small handful of, like, characters who were 
gender nonconforming. And that was so cool. And Boogie Shoes is one of my all-time favorite Glee numbers. It really is. It's real good. It's yeah. so good. It's it's good. Um, I don't think it was in Saturday Night Fever though, so it feels well. Well, that wasn't. I know. Uh, just Wade's assignment for the week. So it just you know, oh yeah, like it took me yeah, out Wade. of the moment. Yeah, it took me out of the dramatic <laughs> drive of Glee to have a, a musical number that did not fit the brief. I just thought they could have done better. And I know how passionate you are about Glee and its themes. I am. I am. Um, <laughs> I did think it was interesting that Wade had a number prepared that did tie in to what the character was <laughs> going to be wearing later on. Like vocal adrenaline prepared boogie shoes without knowing that a pair of sparkly heels once worn by Janet Reno was going to be included. That's true because Wade, before um, he puts on the unique like makeup and stuff, is like getting ready in the chair, but wearing like a very boring outfit. I was like, "Damn, uh, they're gonna sing lead on that song, like not even with a cool jacket or something." Like, what was uh-huh. that? Yeah, I blame Jesse St. James, honestly, who I forgot was in this episode, and I was delighted to see because I love John Groff. Um, yep, but I blame him unequivocally. <laughs> I also love okay so so what's happening here I think we've maybe jumped the gun we haven't everyone knows what's happening in this episode but um Wade approaches Kurt and Mercedes because they are his heroes Kurt Hummel and Mercedes Jones unique worships the red carpet you walk on if you two had a love child it would be unique and he wants their advice I guess about um presenting as he wants to be on their regionals right yes. so like he wants to wear a dress and heels at regionals and present as his alter ego unique who is female presenting not just like drag but female presenting and although i immediately thought of like Tu wong fu which is not good um, but so I don't entirely know why he asks Kurt and Mercedes for their advice when neither of them have ever dressed differently on stage, but I guess because they're fabulous, I think is yeah. what he was going for. But so they tell him not to wear the sparkly high heels during the performance because they think it will cause him to be bullied, which given their experiences at McKinley is probably pretty true. As Mercedes says, this is Ohio, which as someone who grew up in Alabama, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, Sue Sylvester briefly reappearing as season one, Sue Sylvester uh, tells them to tell wade to put on the heels because she thinks it will help them tank the performance meaning 
they won't make it to nationals and the new directions will have a better chance of winning nationals because they can't beat vocal adrenaline on their own merits. Right. And, and they don't make it very clear if like Mercedes and Kurt agree with this and send the heels to sabotage because they do go, they send yeah. the heels and then they go backstage and are like, we sent the heels, but we don't, we know we like changed our mind. Like you can't do this, like whatever. And yeah. So that means that they did send them wanting to tank the performance, which doesn't feel that's weird yeah i feel like there could have been one scene in between or like one comment where it's like okay sue sent them we didn't actually send them like sue sent them and yeah. put our names on it but we're here so, to like tell you that we didn't do it and we don't think it's or whatever yeah. yeah do you think that kurt and mercedes have come far enough that they would have told wade be unique always like it felt a little like a season one problem of wanting to wear a dress and heels. It feels like maybe they had grown past that. I don't know, though, because I think they're even today. I mean, this was several years ago, but I think even today it's there's some people struggle to reconcile the LG and the B with the T. And that's just like something that. I mean, honestly, it's usually white privileged gay men, um, not all, yeah. but often is who struggle to have solidarity with people who are gender nonconforming and on the, and, you know, under the transgender umbrella. So I'm mm. not surprised that they kind of saw that as something that they didn't fully understand or fully not support, but, you know, like fully endorse, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, they're all wrong because Wade looks fabulous as unique and has definitely been practicing in those shoes. I know. Ah, so amazing. I don't wear heels, but she does and uh, can certainly dance like hell in them. I'm still not sure how Jesse St. James didn't notice that unique had changed costumes before she went out on stage. Yeah, really. Well, it wasn't a subtle costume. No. I mean, Honestly, based on the huge fucking smiles from everybody else in Vocal Adrenaline, I think either everybody else in Vocal Adrenaline is a huge, great, loud and proud ally and like made sure that Jesse didn't know before Unique came out, or they also hate Jesse for being so mean <laughs> to them. And they were like, let's do it because we're just going to screw him over um, and make him upset. Um I mean, I would genuinely love to have seen just like a random ass episode of that happening at Mount Carmel where like Wade decides like he's ready to be unique and everyone just rallies around him to support Wade and also fuck over Jesse St. James. I love that. It's the official headcanon. Yes. I accept. Yeah. No, that would have been great. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> is supportive teammates rather than what the fuck is going on in the new directions most of the time right i mean the spoiler alert unique does perform as unique again later on so mm -hmm. um jesse comes around which is good yeah <laughs> anything to win those competition i was gonna say like any anything to get to the top of the pile yeah no i just it was it's, it's a good song unique is an, an amazing singer and, you know, more competition for the New Directions. 
Maybe that's why they all go to New York is they're like, look, we can't compete, so we better just leave. <laughs> um, do we have any other bones of contention in this episode? It really is about like getting these kids to find their uh, quote unquote dreams. Um, I mean, slash uh, crushing their dreams and offering them no practical uh, alternatives. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. Yep. <laughs> or just being like, you'll be fine after literally Mercedes very detailed is like, I don't know how to do X, Y, and Z. And he's like, yeah. oh, the cream always rises to the top. Like, I know. The fuck? Yeah. I know. That it's really, really unhelpful. Yeah. Like, no, skinny white people rise to the top. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yes. Not talent. I mean, everyone in the top 40 is great. I can name them looks at hand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I do have a bone of contention. I remember it. Okay, so the whole thing, they were, um, she was like, how do I get the kids invested? And Sue was like, they love swag. And so the whole thing is that you're going to win this suit, which mm-hmm. is so cute. One of my favorite lines is Kurt being like, oh, my God, I need that suit. I yep. love that line. Okay. So it's like, you got to win this suit, blah, blah, blah. And then he narrows it down to Finn, Mercedes, and Santana. And then he's like, actually, I rigged it. I picked you guys on purpose. You need to find it. You know, whatever. So then, then they do it. And then at the end, big reveal. They're like, who won the suit? And all three of them come out in the suit. And you're like, oh, that's great. They all won. But then everyone gets a suit i know everyone everyone and it's like so what was the point of the competition and not even like they're not even wearing a different suit they're not even wearing like a suit in a different color they're wearing the same suit i don't understand the plot makes absolutely no sense at that point also did becky make all those suits no i forgot about that (laughs) poor becky poor becky they like chained her to the to the sewing machine Chained to the sewing machine and yet has everyone's exact measurements. Yeah, well. Right? Numbers in the tailoring suit. Considering what they show of Becky sometimes, like, maybe she does just have everyone's exact measurements. Oh, yeah. It's true. (laughs) Uh, It does. It it did fit into Shu's problem of declaring everyone the winner after a competition. (laughs) Yes. Always. God. True. Blaine's line of like you always do this like he does he really does he pits them against each other and then he's like but everyone wins like okay then why did we go through this entire fucking exercise at some point you'd think they'd realize like <laughs> matter like we can phone it in we're all gonna win. that'd be a really fun episode though if they did he tried to do one of these competitions and they're just like no we all are gonna win at the end so no Oh boy, what a what an episode! I don't know. Like again, like you said, it was fun, but what it, it was fun and yet aggravating on so many ways. Mm-hmm. Like them dancing to various disco music is fun, right? Like it's a little cheesy, it's a little corny, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But then the stuff with uh, Finn and Mercedes and Santana is just like, why? Why do you? Why do you do this? But Blaine got dipped, so that was cute. That helps. That was cute. Yes. That was cute. Um, more than a woman. That's one of my favorite. I don't know what. I, I like that moment. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> because they, um, 
after so many episodes of like Kurt and Blaine not sitting next to each other, not getting a kiss when other couples do, blah, blah, blah. It was nice to see them specifically included in something. Mm -hmm. That was really nice. Yes. That was nice. Oh, that does tie into one of my brief gripes, which is that Brittany Santana moment where any other like straight couple absolutely would have kissed. Yes. Well, in, mm. in Sue's office. Yeah. Yeah. Not that students kissing in a teacher's office should be normal, right. but on Glee, any other couple would have, yes. except for, you know, Queen. Yes. Except <laughs> the gays. Yep. Except the gays. Yeah, that is true. Um, Blaine was um the girl in the, the situation when they were doing I wasn't gonna say it, but I thought I was I, Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't I gonna was say it. I'm glad you said it. Because Kurt is taller, but I thought that was cute. Because they do cute. try to do that, like, Blaine's with the boys and Kurt's with the girls, like, before, like, when they did uh, <laughs> Summer Lovin' and stuff. So I like that Glee keeps mixing it up. A little bit, yeah. I, I did appreciate that. And, mm -hmm. you know, for whatever reason they chose, I liked it. And they looked cute in their little polyester. Although I didn't like that Kurt's hair was down. I was like, is that, a, is that a 70s thing? Put his hair back up. He looks, he looks like, hideous. Yeah. That hair was like I still have that reaction to Chris Colfer if I see him with his hair down. Just put it back. Put that back. Uh do you have any do you have a favorite song out of these um ten nine songs? Eight songs? Santana's song. It was a good song. Yes. It was good. Assumption that it's about Britney, not fame, because that's cuter. I just love their reactions all through it. Like Britney's yeah. over the moon, and that's adorable. So she was. Yeah, I think Santana saying that it was about fame is just a deflection. Yeah. I I don't think that I don't think that's true. <laughs> B. Um, I think Boogie Shoes is my favorite. I just adore that song and that sequence. And I completely forgot that that was like their regionals. Like, why yeah. are they performing? Oh, right. Remember when um, they used to be against vocal adrenaline in regionals, like season one? Yeah. No, that was why I was so confused. Like, why aren't they? Why aren't they against each other? Yeah, just hand waving that. I'm confused. Redistricting, you know. <laughs> what was your favorite, Emily? Um, I. I like You Should Be Dancing, but I think it's more of a performance song. Mm -hmm. It's just fun. Like, I liked watching them enjoy it. Like, everyone looked like they were having a really good time. Yeah. Which uh, I always like in a, in these kinds of episodes is when they seem like it's fun. And maybe, like, behind the scenes, they just were hating themselves. And people, like, that's fine. But on screen, I feel the joy. <laughs> Good acting accomplished. Good <laughs> acting accomplished. For once. Um, I mean, ha, are, do we even have a Kevin McScale? I actually wrote Where's Artie in yeah. my notes. He's he's in the final number. I only know because I was like, wait, there's only one wheelchair. So where's Quinn? 
Mm. Where, was, where was Sugar and I Rory? No they I... just weren't in this episode, which is weird. No, just gone. Glee, you can't get away with that shit. They're in school. They, they would be truant. <laughs> like, a person <laughs> can't just not come to a whole week of school. This is I mean, I think high school may be better, but you know. <laughs> true, true, true. It wasn't any close. <laughs> They're supposed to be practicing for national. Oh. No, they don't they practice. They were actually doing don't. their homework. Yeah. <laughs> Someone was studying for the SATs. <laughs> um, so I don't know, what, like a, a point five. Did he even get a line? I feel like it's zero. He was there, though, so I don't he, know. He was there. I don't recall a, a line in particular. Okay. Like 0.25. Yeah. <laughs> I sure. can see it a 0.5 or a 0.25. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to say we think he was there. <laughs> uh, how is our claim decks? Hmm. I mean, the dip gets a little bit of credit. The dip, the dip gets credit. It's a th- The rest is a little thin on the ground, though. Yeah, they don't yeah. sing to each other. They don't have a duet. They don't have a conversation. They do look at each other from across the room when Santana's singing. And then they are in this um, fantasy sequence. So like a four? I a four for the dip alone. Yeah. And for not yeah. actively being broken up. Yeah. <laughs> We're nearing the point where they do not, get credit for that. They're not mm-hmm. actively fighting. So. Not actively yelling. So tan hands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that line. You couldn't see I did the gesture too. I couldn't I know help it. You did. <laughs> <laughs> oh Looks god. weird when someone has tan hands. Tan uh, hands. Oh god. Peak I'm not ready for the <laughs> Peak. Oh, um how's our coulda shoulda woulda? Oh, I mean, too much and also nothing to say at the same time. I think they <laughs> should have had a guidance counselor talk to Finn about his options. My coulda, shoulda, woulda is the entire, like, everything I said in the first half of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. They did have a guidance counselor talk to him and he threw them in the trash. Because that's true. Everybody was just looking at him being like, Oh, we fixed you. Like, yeah. 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 Not good. <laughs> All your problems are solved. Oh, God. Oh, boy. So, I don't know. This was a rough one. I think it was also rough coming off of Big Brother. Yeah. It's hard to step into Cooper's shoes. Trivia ones are always either a slam dunk or questionable, I think. And this one's questionable. Yes. So, I was reading up on some trivia and... It is the first tribute episode that was not written by Ryan Murphy. Mm. And the second tribute to a movie. And also the second tribute to an album. So it is both a tribute to a movie, which is also the album. And is the third episode that contains... Um... No, not the third. Well, I guess it's the third in the series, but um, contains a pun on the word glee in it. There so. should be more. <laughs> there, 
there's the Rocky Horror Glee show, a very right. Glee Christmas, Saturday Night Gleever, and then uh, Gleese, which is maybe the worst it word. It was called Gleese. Ever. I didn't remember that. That's stupid. Yes. <laughs> and, and then Glee, actually, which is also terrible. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I just looked up like Glee tribute episodes and there was a top 10 list and there was no Saturday Night Gleaver there. I don't even <laughs> know if it'd make a top 15, honestly. Not surprised. Um, other interesting trivia, because sometimes the trivia is just great. The disco floor is in fact the real disco floor from Saturday Night Fever. Oh my god, what? Which means that like they that just kept just shit in storage. Someone knew where that was for like yeah. 40 years? Holy shit. There's a lot of storage of of famous props. Yeah. That's and someone amazing. was trying to make a museum, and I can't remember. Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Um, this is the second time that Quinn does not speak at all in an episode. Mm. She has some interesting facial expressions. She does. And was doing the best she could. Um, sugar was absent from the episode apparently because Vanessa's contract did not allow her to participate in tribute episodes. Interesting. I don't. That's that's so specific. I don't understand either. I don't think so. So then she's not in the next one either because that's the Whitney Houston. I'm bugging over this. I think we need to fact check that one because there's something about that that does not seem rational. That's that's so random to have them yeah. in there. Huh. Yeah. So anyway, there's some other um, fun stuff, but I thought those were those were some good ones. I love the trivia. Thank you. I'll get some get some trivia going for us. Um, yeah. So do we have any other? I don't even have some favorite lines from this one. There was nothing that really sparked joy for me other than the. They were autographed by my good friend, Janet Reno. And she wore them on the day they caught the Unabomber. <laughs> uh, Sue's line um, about Brittany. She gets an idea once every couple of years. <laughs> I mean, it's such an easy joke to make with Brittany, but something about the delivery made me laugh. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say Jane Lynch is a good actress. Yes. Yeah, we're not worthy of her, truly. Indeed. Um, well, I think that's a wrap on Saturday Night Gleaver. I hate that. This <laughs> Gleaver. Um, thank you for listening. Um, if you want to check out, we have a sister podcast called Supernatural on the Rocks. We are going to be pimping it. Um, and promoing because we can because it's our fucking podcast and we can do whatever we want so you can find that at spn on the rocks i think it's the same url across the board and you've been listening to glee on the rocks a podcast by otr productions a huge thank you to our sound editor adriana and our podcasts who secretly run the show for more episodes download us on apple podcasts spotify google or wherever you get your podcasts Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Podchaser, and more at Glee on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash Glee on the Rocks. Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini episodes, deep diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and so much more. So until next time, that's what you miss on Glee. Glee.